This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. An elderly couple was sitting in their rocking chairs before the fireplace, and they began to chat about their lives together how they had been so blessed in their marriage and their home, their children, now they had grandchildren, even some great-grands were on the way. And they were sitting by that fire and staring into it, flames flickering. And, and finally the husband said, You know, honey, these have been some mighty good years for us. But the years are passing us by so fast. She says, I know. He said, you know, dear, it won't be long until there's only one of us left. And with a little twinkle in her eyes, she said, yes, I know. And when that happens, I plan to move to Florida. Well, I hope my wife doesn't plan to move anywhere. But sometimes the fire goes out in a relationship. You don't have to be married for many years. I've known of people the fire went out after a year. So how do we keep the fire of love burning in our home? We're going to be looking at an Old Testament text today to talk about that very subject. And I hope that you'll stay tuned. It is my prayer that if there's a young couple watching this right now, that you will live to celebrate your 25th, your 50th, your 60th, maybe your 70th uh, wedding anniversary, or even beyond. And we'll just have to keep the fire burning in our relationship. Now on getting to know your Bible, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course, and we want you to have it. We're going to pause long enough that you can learn something about the course and how you can receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. We're going to be reading now from the book of the Song of Solomon. You don't hear many sermons out of the Song of Solomon. And we're reading two passages from the 8th chapter out of the Song of Solomon. Verses 6 and 7. Set me as a seal upon thine heart, and as a seal upon thine arm. For love is as strong as death, and jealousy is as cruel as a grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, 
it would utterly be contemned. That is, it would be despised. God created everything in the very beginning. He made all things that exist on this earth. He put the sun, the moon, and the stars in their places in the heavens. And at the end of every day of creation, God said it's good. It was good. Then God formed man out of the dust of the ground. He breathed into the nostrils of man the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And then God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. And so God created a companion or helpmate for the man, one that would be suitable for him. He took a rib from the side of the man, and from that rib God made the woman. When the woman was presented to the man, he said, that is the man said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and cleave unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. It wasn't long after the creation of that first home that Satan in the form of a serpent entered into their midst. And he deceived the woman into eating of the fruit that was in the midst of the garden. The fruit of which God said, if you eat of it, you're going to die. Satan said, I'm going to tell you, you will not die. So she believed Satan's lie. And she ate the fruit, she gave it her husband also, and he did eat of it. And sin and death and suffering entered into the world because they listened to Satan. That was the first attempt on the part of Satan to destroy the home and the family as God intended it to be. But he's still working overtime today to do damage to every human being that exists on the face of this earth. He, will, he has destroyed in the hearts and the minds of multitudes of people any standard of right and wrong an absolute standard of, abs of absolute values. So many people, and especially of our young folk today, no longer see right and wrong as did their parents or their grandparents. As a matter of fact, only 6% of those who are classified as teenagers today believe in an absolute standard of moral values. That might explain some of the conduct that we see some uh, participate in today. Satan is trying to destroy our standard of morality. He's trying to destroy the, 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 the church today. He wants to destroy the church by telling, telling ministers who stand in pulpits across the land things that the Bible does not teach. Or he said, I know that's what God said, but here's the way you need to teach it. He convinces them in their own hearts and on their own minds because they no longer believe God's word is an absolute book. But it is absolute. And then he's trying to destroy the home. And he has wrecked havoc on the homes across the land. 
So much so that the so-called nuclear family, where there's a husband and wife and two and a half children, I've never been able to understand that designation, but on the average they have two and a half children. That They say that's of the past. That's of the past. And now new things that concerning the relationship between a husband and wife are very prominent in our land. That's the work of the devil. Well, you and I believe in God. You believe in Jesus. You believe in the Bible. You believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. I'm making that assumption. And it may be that there are some watching now that do not believe that. I want you to stay tuned as we talk about keeping the fire of love burning in a home. What is it that will keep that fire burning between a husband and a wife? We have to understand, according to verse 6, that love is possession. Solomon said, set a seal upon your heart and set a seal on your arm. In ancient times, a seal was used to signify ownership. In essence, a man can say to his wife, you belong to me. And a wife can say to her husband, you belong to me. They belong to each other. And as a result of that, they are to be faithful and they're to be true to one another. The Satan's strategy, his plan in destroying a home is to come between a husband and his wife. And the way often that Satan does that is to put some person between a husband and a wife. I'm reminded of one thing that Solomon said back in the fifth chapter of Proverbs about verse 15. And there he said, drink water out of your own cistern. It's just, you just leave someone else's wife alone. You keep with your wife. You belong to her. She belongs to you. But notice also he said, love is as strong as death. Well, I don't know about you, but death seems mighty permanent, doesn't it? I wear the fact that when we are buried in the ground and our spirit goes back to God who gave it, that one day there will be a resurrection, but it will be a changed body when it comes out of the grave. It will be an incorruptible body. Now it's corruptible, and it decays when it is in the grave. It's pretty permanent. And, and marriage is permanent. It is as strong as death. We are to be realized that when we marry, it's for life. It is for life. There are certain animals, in the, even in the animal world, that mate for life. There are some humans that don't mate for life. One well-known actress said a long time ago that, that she had had seven husbands she said, but it's really not my fault because altogether my seven husbands have had 21 wives. There's something wrong with that picture. Love is as strong as death. Here's a fact check. Romans 7 and verse 2. A woman is bound by the law. That's the law of God. Is bound by the law to her husband so long as he lives. But if her husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. 
when you marry, you marry for life. That's how God intended in the very beginning of time. Now, I'm aware of the fact that there are those who have a different viewpoint on, on values for the home today, but God's viewpoint is the most important viewpoint. I know that sometimes news reporters have a viewpoint. And people in Hollywood have viewpoints. Sometimes preachers have some kind of an off-the-wall viewpoint about the home. But what God thinks about it is more important than what anybody else thinks. Let me tell you the reason. Number one, God is the one who made this relationship. God is the one who created the home in the very beginning. If I have a problem with a television that I own and something happens to it, I'm not going to take the television and put it in my car and go over to some man that works on automobiles. If it can be fixed, I want to take it to someone that can fix the television. If I have a problem with my car and it's not running properly, I'm not going to take that automobile to someone that paints houses. I'm going to take that automobile to someone who knows more about that particular automobile than anyone else. God knows more about the home than anyone else. And we ought to listen to what God says. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And His ways are not our ways. For as the heaven is higher than the earth, so are His thoughts and our thoughts and His ways and our ways. We don't even begin to compare with God when it comes to what he thinks about the family, God said it's for life. And we need to listen to God's viewpoint. Another reason is because one day we will stand before God in the judgment and we will have to give an account of what we have done in our family. And if we have not been as we ought to be in our family, we're going to account for it. Every man will give an account of himself to God, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. And so God's viewpoint is the most important. And here's his viewpoint. You're married for life. As a matter of fact, in Matthew 19 and verse 6, Jesus said, What God has joined together, let not man put asunder. And there is no one who can separate what God joins together. Marriages are made in heaven. Maintenance work is carried on here on this earth. Now there is one exception and one only that I have been able to find in the Bible for, for the separation of a man and a wife, a husband and a wife. In Matthew 19 and verse 9, for the, for the cause of adultery on part of one or the other in that relationship. So marriage is permanent. Marriage is for life. And the love that we have one for another ought to be like. That's how you keep the fire burning. Now to keep the fire burning, we have to understand that there's some passion involved here. In verse 6, Solomon said it's, Solomon said it's flames are flames of fire, most vehement flame. Oh, there's ought to be this passion between a husband and wife. God made us that way. Do you know that? God made us passionate beings. God made us with, with emotions. He made us so that we can feel the emotions. 
For example, if you see someone hurting, and you, you, it, it causes you hurt in your heart, that's an emotion. That's passion. If we see someone hungry, maybe a little child, and they've been neglected by their mother and their daddy, and they're hungry, and they're dirty, and they need clean clothes to wear, doesn't that disturb you? You see, God made us with a heart so that we can have that feeling for other people. And there ought to be that passionate relationship, the passionate love between a man and his wife. There are things, however, that can put that fire out. And maybe the reason some are having trouble with the passion in the relationship is there are certain things that have put the fire out. One thing that can put out the fire is jealousy. And there's jealousy that has destroyed many a relationship. Man jealous of his wife because she might speak to some other individual that is a man. He's just being cordial. He may have been a friend of hers. But he's jealous. Wife jealous of her husband for the same reason. Jealousy can kill the love in a marriage. Let me tell you something else that can destroy the love and put the fire out in your marriage. That's abuse. I don't think I have to convince you that there's a lot of abuse in the home today. First of all, children are abused. That ought to cause all of us to, to weep when we hear of children that are being abused in their families. Of course, there's a lot of abuse going on with children today. There's trafficking of children today to use as sex slaves. And there's more going on than most of us even realize. And then sometimes there's physical abuse in the family. I knew a young woman that I'd known since she was just a little girl. And now she's married, has a baby, have a baby on the way. And she told me one day that her husband doubled up his fist in a fit of anger and punched her in the stomach. He could have killed her and that baby as well. Abuse. Sometimes it's not physical. It's not physical abuse. Sometimes it's verbal abuse. But verbal abuse or physical abuse, either one, will destroy the fire in your home. It'll put it out. And then another thing is sarcasm. Sometimes we're just sarcastic in the way we talk to one another. Some boy, man may get off and he's talking to some of his friends and he's referring to his wife as old battle axe. Or a woman may get off with her friends and she refers to her husband as an old blockhead. Those are sarcastic attitudes. And those kinds of attitudes cannot be hidden in the home and they're going to put out the fire in your family. Another thing that can destroy it is neglect. Now, a man may come home at the end of every day, but when he gets home and his wife speaks to him when he comes in the door, he just goes right on in into where his recliner is. He takes a clicker, turns on the television, rears back, and he starts watching the television. He starts having something to drink, and the wife comes through, and he never speaks to her, never says anything to her. She tries to talk to him. He ignores her. Do you remember the little movie entitled Home Alone? Uh, that's a cute movie, and I've seen it several times. Uh, all, the thing, all of them had never been made. And the little boy was left alone while his family went off on a vacation. 
Well, the woman whose husband will not interact with her, will not talk to her, will not speak with her, is just surely alone as a little boy left behind when his family left for a vacation. She's being neglected. And if you want to destroy the relationship in your family, if you want to put the fire out, just neglect your wife. Another thing that can destroy it is selfishness. As a matter of fact, I have long believed there's only one sin. And that sin is selfishness. And I would challenge you to find some sin that is not rooted in some way in a selfish spirit. I've not been able to think of one. I really haven't. Selfishness is a damning sin. And I believe selfishness destroys more families, more homes than anything that I've ever seen. I've seen young couples fight and fuss because he wanted to spend the money one way. She wanted to spend the money another way. He wanted to spend it on things he wanted. She wanted to spend it on things they wanted. And I have told several young couples, I'd sit down and counsel with them and talk to them, that there's one word that will solve this. And it's not the word love. The word is ours. Stop, stop talking about what I want. Stop talking about my car or my house. Start talking about ours. Use the word ours. It's ours. It's our home. It's our car. It's our money. Selfishness is a destroying attitude. And cheating can, of course, destroy uh, the love in a marriage. A woman may find out her husband has been cheating on her. And I've heard women say, I can't love him anymore. That destroys the love. It puts the fire out. But I've seen people who knew how to keep the fire burning. Uh, there was a couple in the Somerdale Church. The, the woman is still with us, but her husband was deceased uh, several months ago. And they were married for 65 years. And one day my wife and I saw them out at a out of shopping somewhere at a store. I don't recall just exactly where it was. And when they got ready to get in the car, the woman went by her door on the passenger side and just stood there until he came around and opened her door. And I said, Louise, look at there. He's opening the door for his wife. And she looked at me and she said, yes, I know. And so later I talked to her and I said, I saw you guys and I saw, I saw him coming around and opening the door for you. She said, you know, he's been doing that for 65 years. Well, let me tell you, there was a man who knew how to keep the fire burning in their home. But another thing Solomon talks about is that many waters cannot quench love. That there's nothing that can put out True love that exists between a husband and wife. Well, someone says, Brother Lambert, you just don't understand all that we have been through. You don't know the trials that we've had. Uh, all of us go through certain trials in life, and have tribulation in life. But I have learned that when you love each other and you go through trials and troubles together, it only makes the love you have grow and grow. 
it becomes stronger in your life. And so love cannot put out the fire. Now, when you marry, do, do you remember the day you got married and maybe you were standing before a preacher, maybe a justice of the peace? And I don't know what the justice of the peace would say, but most preachers have somewhere in their ceremony this language, that you're going to be married for better or for worse. And there are good times. There are really good times in a marriage. But it doesn't take long after you get married that, that the dark clouds can appear on the horizon of your life. Trouble may come of some kind. It may be financial trouble. It could be problems with our health. All kinds of things that can happen that causes us difficulty in our marriage. And I've often told young couples as I would perform their wedding ceremonies, that the thing that will keep you together through thick and thin, the thing that will keep you together for better or for worse is love. The love you have for each other. In Colossians, the third chapter in verse 14, Paul said, love is the bond of perfectness. Love is the glue, it's the cement, it's the adhesive that keeps us together. Let me read that to you again. Many waters cannot quench love. It can't destroy love. Trials cannot destroy love. But then again he says that love is priceless because he said if a man would give all of his substance, he would give all of his substance of his house for love, it would be utterly contemned or despised. You can't buy love, number one, and you can't buy the love of your wife. You, you see, family is priceless. It's priceless. May God help us to appreciate our families more. May every husband show greater love for his wife. Every wife show greater love for her husband greatest thing you'll ever do for your family is to make it a Christian home. Why don't you believe in Jesus with all your heart? You say, I do. Well, that's wonderful. Are you willing to put this life of sin behind you? Are you willing as a penitent, confessing believer in Jesus to be baptized into Christ, to be saved and make your home a Christian home? I'd urge you to do that. Now, in closing, I want to invite you to visit the Church of Christ in your community and also right now. Pick up the telephone and call for the free Bible Correspondence Course. Do that right now. Tell someone else about getting to know your Bible. Tell them what time to watch it in your area. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580.
or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.